Welcome to an award-winning podcast. Yes, you heard me. I've won a Davy Award, a Silver Award for 2022 for this podcast, The Recordings of a Fangirl, hashtag sarcasm. This is the NFL edition and the hockey editions on Friday. So the Recordings of a Fangirl, hashtag sarcasm one. And today is the 26th of October, 2022. It is the Wednesday before Halloween. Last Wednesday of October. Now that's scary. That's scary. We're going, we're jumping right in to the holidays, literally, starting on Monday. It's crazy. So I'm like, hmm. So for today's episode, I'm like, where do I want to begin? Because there's a lot of juicy things to talk about. And then I'm like, okay, yes, thank you. Um, I have to send you the bill. I'm just looking at my email. Um, I got something from the NFL. Okay. So here are week eight power rankings. Okay. Let me look at my email. Hold the boat. Let us look and see. Still number one are the bills. Their record is five and one. Number two are the Eagles at six and oh. Now that's interesting to me how the Eagles are the only undefeated football team, yet they don't rank number one. Why? Um, Kansas City's three, Cowboys are four. They used to be ranked six. Cincinnati Bagels are five. The Giants are six. Last week they were seven. Minnesota is now down to seven. They used to be, they were four last week. The Ravens are eight. Tennessee is now up there. They moved up the rankings to nine from 14. And the New York Jets are ranked 10th. Last week they were 13. If you want to know who 11 is, that's the Rams. And then 49ers are 12th. The Raiders are 13th. I'll just up to four. The Dolphins are 14, and the Seattle Seahawks are 15. Um, so it's just very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. So anyway, like that just bothers me. I, I, I don't, I don't know why, but it bothers me that the Eagles are not number one. If you're if you're undefeated, you automatically should just be ranked number one. Well, that's my that's my opinion. I'll stick with it. But I think the Eagles should be there. Okay. So let's look at the NFL games. Hmm. <coughs> Oops, excuse me. All right. Actually, let's just look at the conferences. Okay. So you have the Bills at five and one first place the jets okay what fucking world am i in are are in second place all by them little selves at five and two dolphins are in third four and three and the patriots are three and four then the next division you have the chiefs at five and two in first chargers second four and three raiders third two and four broncos two and five 
Next, you have the Ravens, 4-3, and three, and the Bengals, both 4-3. and three. Then the Browns are 2-5, and five, Steelers are 2-5. Titans are 4-2, and two, Colts are 3-3. Three and three. They're changing their quarterback again because they have no fucking clue what they're doing. The Jaguars are 2-5, and five, and the Texans are 1-4. and four. National Football League. Eagles are 6-1. and one. Giants are in second by themselves at six. Uh, the Eagles are six and zero. Excuse me, they're undefeated. The Giants are six and one. Okay, the Eagles. Um. Okay, I'll get back to you later. The Cowboys are five and two in third, and the Commanders are three and four. Then you have the Seahawks at four and three. Rams three and three. And then you both Cardinals and Niners at three and four. Then you have Vikings at five and one. That's a surprise. Because the next surprise is this. The Bears and the Packers both are three and four. Lions are one and five. Buccaneers and Falcons are both three and four. The Panthers and Saints are both two and five. How crazy is this year so far? I mean, look at that. My two my surprises, Vikings are at five and one. Seahawks are in first place at four and three. Then you have the Eagles undefeated, the Giants six and one. The Buccaneers were three and four. That's a surprise. Um, in the other division, the, my surprise obviously is the Jets at five and two, and the Patriots are three and four. Um, and my other surprise, let's see. I mean, the let me see. Um, hmm, no. And then the oh, well, my other that's those are the surprises. I mean, I predicted the Broncos were not going to be this good. We're not going to be good at all. No matter if they got Russell Wilson. I just told you that. I, I told you that. I said, they're not. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to finish. I'm telling you, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if they even didn't make the playoffs. So, okay. So now you have all this here. Okay. Um... So now you have NFL contender contenders that should make moves, right? You still have OBJ sitting out there. Um, so we should see what happens. Um, just trying to see. The deadline is coming. So the trade deadline is coming. You have Christian McCaffrey. That went to the 49ers. Still shocked that that happened. I'm very shocked that happened. Um, I mentioned that Friday on the Friday show. That I'm still I'm still shocked. And now you have the Jets that traded for James Robinson because unfortunately Bryce Hall got hurt and has an ACL and he's out the rest of this year. He could have won Rookie of the Year if he if he stayed in if he didn't get hurt. I guarantee you. Um. And I will say this, Sauce Gardner is definitely a lead. Um, he, he definitely, I made up my mind on, on Sunday after watching clips of him. Now, I wasn't, I didn't watch the whole game. I was at the New York Rangers hockey game. So I was just on my phone watching some of the, uh, some of the game from the Jets. Uh, I mean, I don't think Zach Wilson had a great game, but he did lead you to, to win. Um, so we can talk about that and I will, um, we also should talk about the games coming up, but let's look, let's look at the Jets versus the Broncos. Okay. Um, 
not really uh, that much to talk about. So let's see, first quarter. Um, you had Brees Hall with a 62-yard touchdown. I mean, they're going to miss him. I mean, they're going to miss him. There's no doubt about it. Um, then you got, they tied it at seven. Then, of course, uh, Zach Wilson gets sacked. Zach has to stop running backwards. He have to stop running backwards. Take the sack. Take the sack. Now, here's where I'm going to say it. Right. You're at the 20-yard line. Take the sack. You lost yards, and then you got sacked. Just take the sack where it is. Uh, there's, there's no reason to do that. He got sacked again in the first quarter. So just take a sack. When you get, just take the sack. And now your offensive line did not really provide protection, I have to say. But we're going to get into that in a minute with my play that I, I should you should do. Um, all right, then we have Michael Carter, a 37-yard reception. So Carter's going to be uh, next man up there um, with Brees Hall out. Yeah, the Jets making a 45-yard field goal. Now we're into the third quarter. You got Carl Lawson sacking Russell Wilson. Um, again, Zach Wilson was sacked again. Um, now let's go into the fourth quarter. You have the Jets field kicker making a 40-yard field goal. And then obviously that was the game. But Zach Wilson should not be sacked three times. You have to protect your quarterback. If you are going to make the playoffs and make a playoff run, your offensive line has to be better. It has to be better. I don't want to hear excuses that you have injured players. Those that show up need to be better. You need to be better. Uh, we can talk about now some of the best plays. I mean, um, like there are passing plays that uh, that obviously Zach can do, but there's a couple other ones that I think that he can do too. Now people are saying like, oh well, he's not that good at running. I think Zach can run. Zach can use his feet. But will the offensive coordinator create those schemes? Like, you know, um, you know, there's the quarterback power. Um, the formation is a wing T formation, for those that need to know. It's the, the key to that play, though, if, we're go if you would have Zach do a QB power route, would be the key to the play is to set it up with a repeated successful quarterback sweeps. Do we do that? Do you ever see Zach do that? No. But once the defense is over-pursuing to the outside in order to catch the quarterback on the sideline, call the QB power play to take advantage of their over-pursuit. The quarterback should begin his um, running as if he's rolling out for a wide sweep, but then plant his foot hard in the ground and cut straight through the upfield towards the line and behind the pursuit of the defenders. See, instead of stepping backwards, he should step forward. Like he, he, you don't see Zach do that. 
He does take more steps back than he does take steps forward. If he does a QB naked, uh, it's a run play and it's also a trick play. He's probably more capable of doing something like that, I would think. So that one, this is the most high risk reward running play in the entire playbook that you could ever have for, I guess, a quarterback in my, in my, in my eyes. But if you can bait the defense into getting sucked into the middle by running consecutive inside run plays with Michael Quarter, then pull out the QB naked and hope that the entire defense crashes inside after a great fake handoff to the running back. The quarterback may find himself all alone on the other side of the field, running up the sideline and into the end zone with nobody around to tackle him. It's a trick play. But you got to keep, you know, you have to run, you know, it's ground and pound style that you have to run first and foremost to trick them into thinking that Michael Carter is going to get the ball or Ty Johnson is going to get the ball or one of their running backs is going to get the ball. Um, and then you run it around. Uh, but like I've said many times too, he does not do the slant. They never do a slant. Um, there's so many different things that he can do, but you never see him throw a slant. Um, they can do an out and up. Um, it's a pass play as a trick play, but again, it's a pass play. Uh, you know, I want them to do like a running play. You can do, um, a fullback fake sweep. You can do, uh, you know, a cutback, but you also want to be able to do plays where you can do slants, quick, quick passes. We never see, and I posted one on Twitter, by the way. We never see Zach do that. Three wide receivers are in formation with one tight end. That's how you do it. That's how you do that play that I have on Twitter. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And I will be there in person on Sunday to to watch the Jets play. My first the first game for my niece and my nephew. For my first, their first experience tailgating. There's six and a half and four, by the way. So my nephew will be throwing the football around probably. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my niece loves watching it with, with my brother. So I had to buy her her new Jets outfit, by the way. Um, Auntie, I need my new Jets shirt. The other one is small now. <laughs> sure, okay, Auntie's coming. Auntie saves the day. Um, but anyway, so I'll be there in person, which I'm very excited to see how they play in person. It, you know, it's a different feel when you watch a football game in person than when you watch it on TV. And you get to see things in real time a little bit differently than you do when you're watching on TV. So we'll see that. Um, I also wanted to just make mention... So, Elijah Moore, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, they won. They were four and two. This is before they won last week. They were four and two. Okay, they've just won three games on the road. Three three games in a row, no less. They also won a home game, but that's that's now beside the point. But this is at this point. They won games in a row, they have a winning streak going, and you're just concerned about you getting the ball. Can you be any more selfish? 
But I will ask, I will say this too. The fans boosted up your ego before you even stepped on the field because they all were like, oh my God, he's elite. We got an elite. Why was he? He's not elite. And I all you told I all said that to you. I told you he's not elite. If anything, he's a wide three. Maybe a two. Maybe a two. But definitely a three. Corey Davis is the two, and you have Garrett Wilson number one. So anyway. I am going, so I, I, I posted this on Twitter. Um, Taylor Swift wrote a song perfectly that fits Elijah Moore. She goes, mm -hmm. it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. I'm like, oh yes, that's you Elijah. You can go, hi, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. And this line is, this line of this song that Taylor Swift wrote is perfectly, it perfectly describes an NFL player. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. Boom. Drop mic. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did you hear my convert narcissism? I disguise as altruism, like some kind of congressman. A tale as old as time. Oh my God! I'm like, hello. This is so. This is so NFL. It's not even spooky, and it's not that spooky enough. But holy Moses! Yes. Yeah, so we have Elijah Moore crying. You know, like yeah, like he thinks he's like he's won something already. He's played what sixteen career games in his whole entire career, and now he thinks he's like the best thing since sliced bread. I, like I said on Friday's show, I repeat it here. He's just jealous that Garrett Wilson is the elite wide receiver, and he's not. He's jealous. He's also talking to the wrong people, having the wrong people in his ear, and then he has to go to Twitter and preach about God. You know what? No, honey, if you're going to preach about God, then you should live according to what you preach. Okay, so stop with the shenanigans. Stop the shenanigans. Okay, I don't want to see that you're preaching about God when you're acting like a selfish ass. Okay, you're not a team player, you're a me type player. Stop tweeting. It's going to get you into trouble, first of all. They're not trading you, they'll just make you sit out. You're not going to get traded unless they can get a really great return or a really great other player for you. Fine, maybe. But I'm telling you right now, they're not trading you. Sit, at, sit down. Now, let's talk about the Giants. Why are some of you Giant fans still so stupid? That's my question. You still think that the Giants are going to draft a quarterback? First of all, Maybe this is news to some of you, but right now you're six and one. You're not going to be in the top 10 to draft a good quarterback. You're not one of those teams right now. But Daniel Jones has done the most amazing thing so far this season. 
So first of all, I'm going to give you the players of the week for week seven. The offensive, AF, so the AFC, the offense, the quarterback was Joe Burrow. The defense was Sauce Gardner. Special teams was Randy Bullock. NFC, the offense quarterback of the week was Daniel Jones. Defense was Marco Wilson, and the special teams was Carlos Santos. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, is the NFL's player of the week. Now here's, ready? Daniel Jones quarterback weekly rating. Week one, 28th. Okay. Week two, 23rd. Okay. The third week, 21st. Now, get ready for these. Week four, he was third. Ranked third. Week five, fifth. Week six, fourth. Last week, second. He has had four straight top five performances. And you people want to trade him. Goodness gracious. My God. Daniel Jones has had the most game-winning drives in the NFL. He's had five of them. And I still have to see tweets that you people want to get rid of him. Oh, my God. My God. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked at that. I can't. I can't even. But see, this is New York football. Okay. This is New York football. Nobody on either side right now is extremely happy. They're always complaining about some stupid shit. Can you just be happy that you're winning? Okay. You're winning. Your quarterbacks are doing what they're supposed to do. The team, both teams have adapted to this new culture. They're showing you what talent they have. They're pushing it. They're showing you their talent. Can you just enjoy it? Of course, I have to. Okay, anyway. Hold on. I have to hang up because... Of course, now of all times, the eye doctor calls me back with my contact lenses when I'm doing this. I've waited a whole fucking month for that prescription to come in. That's how crazy things have been. So she can just leave me a message. The lady at the eye doctor place can just leave me a message and I'll get back to you. Yeah, but that's how crazy life's been, right? All right, anyway. So here are, here are the games for this week. Let's look at the games. And I will tell you something about Tom Brady in a minute. Um, week, here we are. Week eight. Ready? So tomorrow night is the Ravens and Bucks. I'm picking the Ravens. Then we got the Broncos and Jaguars. They're in London. It's a 930 game. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I'm going with the Jags. Sunday, Dolphins-Lions, I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Panthers-Falcons, I'm going to pick the Panthers. 
Cardinals, Vikings, I'm picking the Vikings. Cowboys, Bears, I'm picking the Cowboys. Raiders, Saints, I'm picking the Raiders. Steelers, Eagles, I'm picking the Eagles. Patriots, Jets, I'm picking the Jets. I think they're going to stay on this winning streak. Titans, Texans, I'm going to pick the Titans. Giants, Seahawks, I'm picking the Giants. I think they're going to stay on this winning streak. Commanders, Colts, I'm going to pick the Commanders because here's why. The Colts have no fucking clue what they're doing. You trade for Carson Wentz, and then you give up on him as fast as humanly possible. You trade for Matt Ryan, and you give up on him as humanly fast as possible. Again, um, does it ever occur to you that you may need to fix certain parts of your football team and not the quarterback? Because you have Matt Ryan now. I can understand with Carson Wentz, fine. But you have Matt Ryan, who has gone to a Super Bowl. I mean, he lost the Super Bowl, but he's gone there. He's a veteran. And you're going to give up on him? Uh, Okay. Rams, 49ers, I'm going to go with the Rams. Packers, Bills, I'm going to go with the Bills. And then Monday night on Halloween, Bengals, Browns, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. So Tom Brady, let me just spill the beans. So for those that don't know, I own my own company. I do a lot of social media marketing and content creation, all that lovely, lovely stuff, right? right. So I have a client who's an attorney who informed me that her, her best friend, who's also an attorney, is representing Giselle. So... All of those rumors that we've been hearing about Tom Brady getting divorced is accurate and true. He's getting divorced. Then I have to see dumbass women on TikTok who probably don't understand sports or or athletes blaming Tom for the divorce. Girls, ladies, it takes two to tango in a relationship. It's not, it's not. It's not 75% 25. It's not, I don't understand why ladies always take a blame the husband. Look, let's look at yourself. Okay. Supermodel. Right? She's worth more than Tom Brady is. If she wanted to continue to work, she could have. She chose not to. That was her choice. You can, you can have kids and work and take care of the household. It's not, that it, it's not that she couldn't. She chose not to. Okay. Um, so... And she wanted to do these charity stuff, and she wanted to do this stuff in Cuba. You could have still, you could have still done all this shit. There are many women who are married to athletes and who are dating athletes who have their own lives. Like I've said before, when I talk about dating and relationships, you have to have your own identity. Your identity cannot just be who you're married to. That's not your identity. 
Your identity is who you are, not that you're married to Tom Brady. So supposedly, um, supposedly she just gave him another ultimatum. She's officially given him an ultimatum that she told Tom he either leaves football to spend time with the family or she's gone for good. Now, I understand she doesn't want him to continue to get injured and not be able to enjoy life in the future. But you want Tom to make the biggest gesture to support you by giving him an ultimatum? Uh, what? First of all, she's now taking time for herself. You could have had time to yourself this whole entire time. I, I don't understand. Um... You know, I don't think they're going to battle over the kids. They're going to both share custody of the kids. But it's going to take time to divide their wealth and their property because I don't believe they had a prenup. Now, now some people are hating the fact that Tom is refusing to bend for Giselle. Those people probably don't understand how athletes and athletes' brains work. When you're an athlete for over 20 years, your whole life and his whole identity is playing football. He's not being a narcissist. He's not being selfish. He just doesn't know how to let go like so many athletes before him. And he's afraid of that i mean he should basically he should see a psychiatrist uh, um you know a therapist on that to help him learn to let go he can't let go it's not that he wants to hurt yourself it's not that he wants to hurt his family like those people that are making those stupid TikToks have no fucking clue what's, what's happening his life is football it's been football since he was at university of michigan for god's sakes he has been football. He's all about football. You know. Like, I know people are upset about him coming out of retirement. I understand that. I get that totally. But think about this. He didn't retire on his terms. He retired because Adam Schefter had to be the first freaking moron to have to report it because, oh, I got to get all the retweets. I got to get all the comments. I got to get people to share my posts on Facebook and wherever I'll fucking stupid other shit he posted. He didn't get to announce it. That's what I'm saying. The media has to chill the fuck out. Let players announce their own shit. Who cares who has it first? I don't go, oh, well, you know, Adam had it first. If I hear the story of so-and-so did this or so-and-so is doing that, so I'm going to hear. I don't give a flying fish who announces it first.
See, it's also about their egos because they're not they're not real journalism journalists anymore. There's no real journalism. It's all about social media. And you can see that when you watch ESPN, by the way, they'll say whatever they have to say in order to get clicks and create their own controversy, because that's what creates clicks and shares and comments and all this kind of stuff. But I want to tell you this. What does what does Giselle think he's gonna do? He's gonna he's gonna leave the team now. <clears throat> he should leave after this year. He's he's definitely toast. He's done. He's gonna hurt his legacy if he continues. And speaking of that, I think Aaron Rodgers is done too. I thought he was gonna have an MVP season. I was wrong. He is not having an MVP season right now. Daniel Jones is having an MVP season. Right now, you see Jalen Hurts having an MVP season. You see those quarterbacks having MVP type years. You do not see like even Russell Wilson done. Give another year or two done. Matt Ryan finished. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll, we will, we will see what happens, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to make this hot take right now. Green Bay Packers are not making the playoffs. With the football that I've seen them play in the last couple weeks, they're not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Denver's not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. And, oh, by the way, I saw Sam Darnold the other day, and then he has a beard. Are we going for the old man look? Now, see, I'm going to say this to all you men out there. Not all you men can pull off a beard or a mustache. There are some guys that can pull that shit off beautifully. There are others that make, when you do that, you look ridiculous. I like Sam clean shaven. I do not like him. I like when he has rough on his face. Like there's like a, a roughness to it. Like he's just growing the beard and then he shaves it. But that, that full beard, like I guess because Baker Mayfield has one, um, Baker Mayfield can pull it off. He looks good with it. Sam Donald does not. Okay. So catch me on Friday for the hockey podcast. A lot of near Granger stuff. I have to do my fashion judging. Diary of a social gal. Fashion judging. Um... I, I will post the video on TikTok later. I already have it on YouTube, and it's already posted onto uh, my Twitter. Twitter account is Axe, A-X, no, um, Axe, like an Axe, like, you know, chop, chop, <laughs> chop, chop, Axe the X. Um, still working on that reality show, by the way. <clears throat> anyway, um, so that's my Twitter handle, Axe the X. Twitter is great for that kind of stuff too. YouTube, you can just look up, I think. I think it's just under my name. God, I don't even know anymore. I think it's under my name. Um, now, oh, this is Twitter. Hold on, I mean, this is TikTok. Hold on a minute. Okay, go away. Go away. No, 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 no. Stop. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Um, you can you can follow me. Oh no, I don't want that. Go away. Um, on Sassy Girl Forever twenty twenty one on TikTok, or 
I just started the Diary of a Social Gal. So, but the Diary of a Social Gal on TikTok is just going to be hockey. Mostly hockey, all, mostly all the hockey stuff. Um, I may put a little cheer stuff on there, maybe. Um, I'm not really sure. If you want to see cheer stuff, you can go on to Instagram. On um, It's cheer, S-H-S, 20 underscore 20. Um, but here I have, you know, the Diary of a Social Gal there. Um, I'm just trying to say, I still have a client's thingy here. Why? I don't know. Um, anyway. And then, oh, if you need to buy content for your website, like photos, content for your website, content for your social media platforms, I am launching my website just for that. So I have to separate I have to separate it from the other website because then when you have too much garbage on a website, it looks trashy, literally. Think about that. When you put too much stuff on one site, it makes it look it's too too busy. So here's a tip for everybody. If you're going to have your own website and you're going to do maybe two different th- or two different three different things, always try to separate so it looks neat and fresh and clean. You don't want your website to look trashy. Um, and that's about it. So there's another tip there. So I will see you on Twitter. I'm going to try to tweet during the Jets game. I will tweet during the Jets game on Sunday. But I'm also with my niece, who's four, and my nephew, who's six and a half. So I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch. Because, you know, they're going to want to go shopping. My niece is going to want to go maybe have her buy things. My nephew's going to buy things. So we're going to have to walk around, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. But it's going to be fun, though. I mean, they were very good at the baseball game. So we'll see. We shall see. Next, then, then the next thing is taking my nephew to a Rangers game. So my niece is a little too young. But um, for that, unless she just goes with me. But we'll see. We shall see. So I will talk to you all Friday. If anything transpires between now and Friday with NFL, always catch me on Friday in the beginning of my show and I will mention any NFL news. Ta-ta for now.